Sit there out your eye. What? You need a hand? Yeah, I think I do. Sounds like you're not getting any fuel. Yeah? Probably the shutout solenoid. Let's see if we can get some power to it. What brings you to Cuba? Same thing that brings everyone else to Cuba. Culture, people, beauty. What brings you to Cuba? Hello and welcome to When Will It End? Oh, fucking no, don't, fuck, fuck. Hello and welcome to... Jesus Christ, don't cut that out. People should know. That... What? What? That I fucked up. Yeah. They think you're like a dom, I think. Yeah, I do often... When I look in the mirror, I do often think of one Dom Tourette, Dominic Toretto. I am sort of the leader of a scrappy team of misfits and... And, uh, look, we, we've all, who knows? I probably have a kid out there. I definitely have, you know, jilted ex-partners who are, who understand that I had to pick my duty over, you know, basic emotional responsibilities, but you know, and, and like, uh, yeah, I barely sweat. I'm very muscular. So, you know, I have a strong sense of duty. I mean, I was just commenting on your hair, which is, I mean, I feel like if Dom had hair, it would look just like yours. That's because you're a fucking absolute dork, and uh, and you think that you're like one of these deviant art kids who thinks that everyone should have like anime hair. And my hair is like spiky right now because it's it's like it's it's bouncy, it's nice. Yeah, but no, Dom. I mean, part of Dom is they look. He looks like a fucking river stone with eyes. Yeah, God, he's cried in this movie, and I think they were real tears, but they looked like tiny little like perfect spheres that dropped out of his eyes at the exact same time. One of the many abilities Vin Diesel has is a uh, uh, platonically ideal tears as part of his uh, yeah his his large toolbox of uh, so like let's get look this is when will it end it's a the movie podcast we watch the movies we tell you is they good is they bad did they get better did they get worse it's so it's honestly it's, it's hard work someone's got to well, do I'm it s- I'm sorry to turn this into a Hobbs and Shaw sort of situation but I do got to interrupt and say. You left out the part where you we start at one. We started. You're right. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. Hey, uh, everyone, if you joined us for if your first episode of the show is the eighth Fast and the Furious movie, one, the cojones <laughs> on you, my person. Doesn't matter how you identify, the cojones on you. You said Fate of the Furious. That's the one. I'm gonna dip in now. Yeah. And they even saw that we were doing the whole one. They didn't. They're like, mm, I could, I could tune in for five or seven. No, nah. Fate of the Furious. We watch the movies. We start with the first movie. In this case, of course, Fast and Furious. I can't even remember how to distinguish <laughs> one and four at this point. I've, that information has left me. Don't you worry. We will be doing a uh, the final. I believe. I mean, up until next year. But this is going to be the final look at the titling of the Fast and the Furious series because of coronavirus because the friggin the covid gone and done took us away fast nine and look real sad i'll be the first to say a lot of bad things have happened because of this incredibly infectious lethal disease but the the fact that we put so much effort into a timetable for this movie podcast and so many franchise films have been thrown off kilter it's hard not to feel like we are in a way bearing the brunt of this catastrophe yeah i mean i know that you're all thankful that we're here podcasters are now doing the lord's work much in the same way that dom is basically now doing the lord's work 
Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I feel like we started off this episode right. Josh, we've mentioned that you are like a dom in a lot of ways. And I'm, I might try to mm. like, what do you, I, I think I'm like a dom, but I'm not sure. I think nah. maybe I'm more like a nah. state. Nah. Fuck. You're more, you're definitely more of a Brian, which makes this even more heartbreaking. <laughs> it is true. Wait, what? Whoa. Wait, what? What does that mean? Like, I think you're very sweet. You're very well-intentioned. You, you, you want to show up and play ball. I don't think some aspects of this are like, like Brian has to, you know, kind of get in character to get in the zone. You know, look, I roll out of bed and it's rock and roll city. I'm the mayor of rock and roll city. The second I wake up in the morning, I can believe it. You know? Yeah. Ellie calls me every morning. He's like, Oh, right. I imagine you He's doing that thing again. It's rock, rock and roll city's back. <laughs> Look, when my beautiful girlfriend, Allison, started dating me, she knew that she was taking a one-way ticket to Rock and Roll City. <laughs> no, no, you don't do round trips? No, nope. One way, baby. Because me and my girlfriend are physically distancing during this because she's with her parents back in Albany and I'm out and about for work, which sucks. Um, I have just been watching hours of The Grateful Dead on YouTube with wow. friends. Like, yeah. countless hours. So in a way, I am the sad mayor of sad rock and roll city. Hmm. That's okay. I, I think that every rock and roll city, there are many out there, and I think all of them deserve to have a sad mayor. Yeah. People think it's fun to be mayor of rock and roll city. No, it's a lot of work. Yeah, you got to friggin' open up beer bottles with anything but a bottle opener. Yeah. You got to wear leather pants. When was the last rock and roll song written? Like 30 years ago? Bro, the last real rock and roll song? Let me tell you something. When I was a kid, and I'm talking about, of course, the mid-90s, rock and roll still had the bloom in its cheek, okay? Mm. And now, with the rap music, One Directions, uh, just girls doing music in general, it's just ruined it. It's ruined the whole thing. Yeah, Fifth Harmony. Yeah, back when shit was real, and I'm talking Screaming Trees, Soundgarden, Pearl's Jam, the good stuff. Now now it's like... Kids don't even know what a freaking guitar is anymore. No. Okay? And that's bad. Every kid should know what a guitar is. They gotta know what the guitar does. You plug it in, you play the... So I can... Yeah, the mayor. You got so much cut out for you. Yeah. Rock and roll city mayor over here. How'd you get elected? (laughs) Brother man, we gotta go behind the paywall for that one. Because let me tell you... (laughs) Fuck. I sucked a lot of dicks to get become mayor of Rock and Roll City. <laughs> but it's worth it. it. It really is. The sadness, the isolation. I was wandering around uh, Boston and like, can I suck your dick to become the mayor? And they're like, uh, no. Please, sir. I could... Might I suck Wh- your dick? To... <laughs> Where'd you find the dicks? I couldn't find the right people. Look, uh... Comanche warrior Charles, you gotta just go ahead and scour. You gotta scour the earth of those dicks. One by one, you conquer them all, and the, the the prize at the end is you become mayor of Rock and Roll City, which, again, like Dom and Fate of the Furious, is a very lonely experience where you're frequently, you know, in, in this position of a demigod figure, forced to choose between global security and your bastard son. <laughs> I mean, the, the kid's a bastard. Let's just cut right to it. That kid's a bastard. He's a fucking bastard. In like the same way that a god would like turn into a swan and fuck some woman back in the Greek times. Like Dom, one of the first texts I sent you when we watched this movie separated was, is is Dom a god? And like the entire movie, he this went from 
regular car movie to superhero movie to like fucking Greek Odyssey level mythology shit. And and here's I want to just get into this right now. We're watching the whole premise of the podcast is do franchises can they go from strength to strength or do they inevitably buckle under the weight of their own bullshit? Somehow this movie cranks things up to another level, which I did not think possible. And I saw this in the theaters without much of the context that I have now. And watching it now, it is it is like, oh, they did it. This is the level that he's actually, like, Dom is the most infamous outlaw in the world. There's a target on his back by the most insane people ever. In this case, the absolutely fantastic Charlize Theron. In, in a plot that I'm sure we all, we've definitely engaged with very much. She's got a whole plan. <laughs> it's great. I don't know. Subs or there's a nuke. Uh, but like, yeah, this is, this is like, of course, eight movies in Dom has become like the arbiter of justice in the cosmos. Like that, that's the only way this could go. Well, I'm glad you're putting it like this. I'm glad we're talking. I, I feel like this is maybe the worst of the series so far and really i think it's uh, top three top three for me yeah so i can tell that you're like you're really into this i'm i for a lot of reasons i'm feeling like i'm now this is a this has become something else like i mentioned serial to you when we were texting like this is like as though they are now relying so much on the feedback noise from the fans from culture from from bloggers from what have you that now they're making movies that are so like influenced by other things that that I'm no longer watching a fast movie. And that's only one of the few things that I I'm like sort of losing my interest in what they're presenting to me, but it's not all bad. There's a lot of great stuff. So I want to hear like, you're so into this. I would love to hear what's your, what's, what's getting you off Mr. Mayor. Well, first off, Charles, first and foremost, we finally got there. we we got to my favorite moment in movies. It's so good. <laughs> and longtime listeners, if you've you've been listening to me butcher this this dialogue for the last like X number of weeks, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It, the point is not me getting the quote right. The point is that. Uh, by the way, on the Wikipedia, uh, which is of course the greatest uh, collection of human knowledge that the world has, it's a it's a virtual uh, library of Alexandria, but not run by Egyptians. So it's probably going to last longer. Um, and the. The moment I'm t- I speak of, of course, is when Charlize Theron, who, who plays Cypher, a character with great depth, who has a plan that obviously, again, we could talk about the specifics of it all day. I remember very vividly what her plan was. But um, well, actually, that's what I was. I came on the show and I wanted to be like, Josh, can we just talk about the plot of this movie? Like what Cypher's plans are? And you're like, oh, God, that we could go on for 24 hours. We could have a 24 hour podcast on our hands. Oh, God, I know that what the fans want is for us to accurately remember what exactly was going on in the movie, which, again, at this point in the movies is, like, not at all the point. Like, we're watching this for the aesthetic, like, sh- glimmers and, and, and the moments of, like, pure fastness and, and furiousness at this point. Like, again, just to get this out of the way, because I truly do not want to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, Charlize Theron kidnaps elena and apparently their bastard child and it's all to make dom steal a nuke for her or something i don't i don't remember why for just to be because she's like the she's the crocodile at the at the at the oasis <laughs> i don't know yeah oh dude that shit, was shit so ruled. We're, we're, i think we, we're gonna talk about her later okay, okay i think well before we get too far away and the wikipedia article they expl- they say that she seduces him in this exchange which is so crazy and sexist and wrong wait they literally talk like wait, they have like what, what? 
on, on the Wikipedia article uh, in uh, in Fate of the Furious, what they describe in this moment, yeah, which, for the plot synopsis, uh, yeah, which I found very confusing because it, like, okay, um, as they say. No shit. Maybe I made this up. Where did I see this? I got so mad at this because all the words seduce. I was like, no, that doesn't happen. Seduce. Huh. Am I crazy? Maybe, I saw think, this somewhere. You think somebody. No. I bet someone edited it. I bet. I bet no. someone edited the. In article. between me looking at it, and I look like a fucking idiot. Please, please edit this out. Please, this is so bad. I'm such a fucking piece of shit. I'm not yeah. the mayor of anything. I'm a fucking joke. Fuck. Anyways, I think most mayors uh, are jokes. That's hey. Don't get me started. Uh, Have you ever so f- heard Mayor Marty Walsh speak? Well, I mean, the thing with like any Eastern Massachusetts politician is that they're required to be like the most cartoonish self dunk ever, like a <laughs> Dude, walking. They are, yeah. They're they're like he's like literally the cartoon uh, version of a, a like of a Boston mayor. That we elected the cartoon version of a mayor, right? I think you're referring to Mayor Quimby, uh, who is uh, literally Marty Walsh. But you know, someone thought of it in the late '80s. Hey, I'm Mayor Marty Walsh. Stay the the coronavirus is out there. You got to stay in your homes. Everyone's got to wear a mask. We're gonna fucking fine you a hundred bucks if you don't fucking wear your masks. Okay, everybody. Go Pats. God loves you. I love you. Go Pats. Yeah. It's gonna be a tough year for Boston. Losing uh, Gronk and Brady and uh, one of the most vicious uh, communicable diseases in human history. It's really a, a tough year for. For the the city on the hill, as they call it, and also yeah, Warren didn't she came a third in her own state during the primary. Yeah, she's such a beloved Massachusetts fixture. I barely remember life before old Liz was out there being Queen Massachusetts. But no, no, remind me was I don't want to speak. Massachusetts is of course a Native American word, so obviously she has more of a relationship to that than I do, and I don't want to show my privilege. No, she'll become Queen again. She is so cool. She went to Harvard, and obviously, a big thing about Massachusetts is that people from Massachusetts love people who go to Harvard, which is a big thing. There's a really uh-huh. good, healthy, yeah. loving dynamic. Yeah, that's what I was told when I moved here is uh, that that trait. I'm really trying to embody it, and um, I, I think I'm doing okay. I'm like more into like UMass uh, Amherst. I, I'm like trying to just sort of start there and be like, I love anyone that goes to UMass Amherst, but it'll. I think it'll carry over to Harvard soon. I like to hang out on campus sometimes now. No, you'll get fucking arrested. Look at you. Wait, wait, because they think you're I'm... Like, you look like the third Tsarnaev brother, kind of. Like the club promoter one, the, the Tsarnaev brother. I feel brother like who... I'm what uh, a Harvard uh, pub safety guy thinks looks like a drug dealer. For sure. Have you, We should do that Joe Pesci movie where he plays the bum who goes to Harvard and shows up all those fucking stuffed shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that movie fucking sucks. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Now, I'm just maybe a homeless bum on the street, but it seems to me, Professor Stupid, <laughs> like it, it sucks so bad. <laughs> What's that called? I don't even know if I've heard of this movie. I, I, I'll look it up. It's super bad. It's uh, the, 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 the cast is crazy. Chopeshi Harvard. Okie doke. The movie is, of course, the beloved film With Honors from 94. Oh, sick. So wait, a, a bum goes to college. Frazier's in it. Brendan, Fra- Brendan Fraser, Patrick Dempsey, oh, look at oh, all the God. gods that are in this movie. <laughs> I was talking to my... Uh, Produced by Amy Robinson and Paula Weinstein. Okay, go ahead. Cool. I was uh, talking to my study Amy today, and I used the word hobo. Ugh. And she said, maybe not use the word hobo. I don't know what to call a homeless person right now. I guess homeless person. That's also not uh, popular. Yeah. 
Man, I miss those Someone good who's ex- old days. experiencing homelessness. When America was great and you could yeah. just fucking... When you could reduce just vast swaths of people to one general oh, designation. God. You know? Yeah. Fucking... Those are the best times. Obama. It's a definitely Obama. I think this whole act of like humanizing people is a huge fucking pain in my asshole and i don't mind saying that yeah what i'm just saying what we're all thinking you're listening to rex and the fuck dog <laughs> wait am i the fuck dog please you're the fuck dog for sure yeah. <laughs> but yeah so cypher uh, corners old dom with a classic ploy mm. she's trying to start her car and her car don't work and you know you know dom cannot walk by a not working car and not say oh i think it's the boot <laughs> uh and this is where we get the best moment in movies where she goes, what brings you to Cuba? And he goes, what brings you to Cuba? The people, the culture, the food, <laughs> which is just so great. It doesn't even matter what he says. It's, it's the idea that the, that the script was like, Dom says something laudatory about yeah. Cuba. What brings you to Cuba? Same thing that brings everyone else to Cuba. Culture, people, beauty. And this is after he just like won over the hearts and minds of, of the entire island with his fucking truly maybe the most cartoonish race of the entire oh my God. series. The, today. He, I mean, he's he is the god of Earth. He's the king of Cuba. He wins the keys to the city after finishing a race backwards in a burning car that then flies into the air and explodes like fireworks and everyone has an orgasm, even if they've never had an orgasm before and were too afraid to have an orgasm. Fucking king of Cuba... He, he fucking bequeaths orgasms to all. You know the end of uh, fucking Fury Road where they open up the, the, the pipes and all the water comes flooding out of... Oh, uh, my God. Yes. That's Cuba after this race. And then, of course, it's, it rules because it's all about his little cousin who's like, please, Dom, I'm a dumb piece of shit. I'm a fucking dumb asshole. And, but the guy who beats the race, he's like, I don't need your car. Your respect is enough. And everyone's like, wow, this fucking like, God amongst us can, can only elevate. There's no way down for Dom. And then, like, that's after a flock of children congregate to, like, <laughs> hug him and praise. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it's as if, like, Lenny Reifenstahl made a movie about fucking Vin Diesel. They're like, Lenny, can you subtly indicate his popularity amongst Cubans? Uh, I, I, I've been thinking earlier about how I, like, do I have any Dom in me? Do I have any Dom in me? My Brian? I would say I am that guy who loses the race in the opening of Fast 8, Fate of the Furious. He's a snappy dresser. He thinks he's cool, but <laughs> when he's defeated, he looks at his life and says, you know what? There are people that are better at this than I am, and I will uh, hope that they just respect me. And Dom does. I th- one, I think it's beautiful that you found a- an echo of yourself in these movies. You're talking- I mean, if, dude, he fucking races in boat shoes. I mean, I don't like wearing boat shoes, but I do appreciate that he's not wearing sneakers or boots. And like, Okay, I noticed those. They're definitely slippers. They're, they're, they're like, like classy slippers. They're not boat shoes. I don't wear those either, but- I, I like. I just like that he was wearing like either no socks or no show socks, and that, that was just like fuck this. This guy rules. He wears a hat like no one else in this movie. We got to get real. They're definitely no show socks. All these people who say they don't wear socks are fucking lying, dude. I'm wearing. Es- They've got to be. I'm wearing Esperides with no so socks, no show socks. If you're not wearing socks in any kind of shoe, you're a fucking gross person. You're a pervert. Yeah, even if they're like... And not in the fun way, in the bad way. <laughs> Plastic sh- flip-flops or something, fucking... Those are going to be gross in a week. Yeah. Uh, I do not want to talk to you. And I used to be the guy that didn't wear shoes ever. I didn't wear shoes out. And I honestly think that is more hygienic than wearing no socks in your shoes. 
Well, it's the moisture buildup and the humidity that really allows for all kinds of horrible little friends to grow well, in our yeah, little toesies. Yeah, here's the thing. If I'm not wearing any shoes, first of all, I wash my feet every day, sometimes more than once a day. Wow. And also they're free. They get caked in filth. Uh, regardless what I'm stepping in, whether it's shit or urine or just mud, I don't care. I wash it off and it's good. Come could be come. Yeah, it's always come. That's I didn't even talk about it. It's like that's a fucking given. Well, okay, but not everyone knows is we don't talk about your work very much. Charles works on a cum farm. It's pretty cool. I mean, not, a, <laughs> people don't know this. It's not like a, it's not cum. It's not like a donor thing. It's not like they're using the ejaculate to create babies for people that need it. It's a fucking. No, cum. this is strictly just mass production of cum. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they actually don't tell me why they're making it, but uh, it's a fucking great job and it's an essential job. So I'm actually at the warehouse Monday through Friday. Uh, sometimes I called in on Saturday for a half day just because we just need more cum. And uh, uh, Drumpf, uh, President Cheeto, the orange the orange man, said it was essential. Yeah, don't mention that name. Look, I'm not trying to get political, but he's little hands orange man, and it sucks. Yeah. Fuck. Imagine if fucking Joe, just Joe gets five minutes with him in the fucking ring. Oh, my just God. five minutes old Joe. One, two, oh. three, four, five push-ups. One, two, three, four, five push-ups. What's next? Push-ups. One, two, Who knows? Yeah. Punching. Who knows? Who knows? IQ yeah. test. This is going yeah. to get ugly. And for little this orange get man. Real. Yeah, he's going to fucking get punched in the face by another rapist it's gonna be fucking great yeah do you think that's how they're gonna advertise the next debate is rapist versus rapist who's gonna win uh well i I was it's if you watch a lot of old hollywood movies or even not very old hollywood movies you're usually watching a a, a solid rapist versus rapist bout you know yeah i know we're all used to it We're, we're ready for it it's gonna be fun. It's Fuck. cool, isn't it? Great that like we, like we our our I hope has been killed. Like like it's like they've like everything's come together to slit the throat of hope. Yeah, and and uh, I don't even know if Dom Toretto and I don't want to speak. Look, they they fucking postponed Fast Nine. Are we understanding the existential implications of the postponement of Fast Nine? This is a a, a sweeping cultural moment. The the postponement of a fast movie. It's crazy. And Universal also knew that we were doing the series two time with the release and they still postponed it. You followed the shit with Universal versus AMC and I Regal? The shit's crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. scared, man. I mean, I'm lucky. I'm one of the few lucky people that has like a pretty comparable to going to the movies in my basement. And even I'm like, I don't want to miss the next fast movie, but I also don't want to spend $20 on a ticket. Well, I mean, in my mind, it's like Universal had to run their fucking mouth about Trolls World Tour. Really? <laughs> yeah, just keep it so basically, down for, if, low. If, for people who aren't following, most so many movies from the new fucking Saw movie produced and starring goddamn Chris Rock, which no. we were so excited about, no. that's postponed. Obviously, Fast Science been postponed, but Universal was like, Trolls World Tour, the tour's on, baby. Pack your bag. <laughs> The Rona ain't stopping this tour. Much like Vin Diesel's Bloodshot, a movie that I think already has never existed. Um, it was, I think we've it was, mentioned they released it every it. episode that we've had since it came out. So we are keeping it alive. We should watch it. We should we should do that for a bonus episode. Oh, we, yeah, we, that would be fun. We've been so vinned out. It's basically Memento, except uh, Guy Pierce finally gets to play Joey Pants. I mean, honestly, <laughs> it must suck to be Memento and be like, I want to I try on the pants. <laughs> I want to try on those pants. God. And now, now, Mr. Pierce, here's your pants, sir. Freshly pressed. (laughs) Anyways, so Universal releases uh, 
the world tour, the big trolls world tour to, you know, straight to VOD and shit. And they're like, this movie did fucking ape shit good. Motherfucker, you wouldn't believe how goddamn good this movie did. And so, of course, the, <laughs> the movie theaters are like, fuck you, bro. Fuck you. Suck our dicks. We're never doing a universal picture in AMC or Regal again. Ever so, again? What the fuck? Which one is, like, super funny because, obviously, much like with the, oh, no, will, will Tom Holland not be Spider-Man again? Little episode of, like, just right. these corporate, like, dog dog fights where you're like, just figure it out. This is so stupid. I know. This is the thing is like, why? first of all, why is this public? Why, why are these bi- businesses are behaving like children all the time? And I love that the internet is showing us that you don't, no one running a business knows what the fuck they're doing. They're just like giant baby men. Well, uh, what, Charles, might I suggest that we remove the uh, the little baby man from the Oval Office? <laughs> mm, <laughs> Put him in a, a big daddy man. boy, a strong man. Oh, Joe's so strong. Give me a strong man, a strong working class fake Irishman from Delaware, and he's going to come in and just, he's going to fix the America, and it's going to be so good, because we got the little baby man, and he's orange. Yeah, I hope his first uh, executive act as president is to drown Trump. Yeah, a public drowning. We haven't had one of those in decades. That'd be awesome. Honestly, (laughs) we are... We're getting back to that point as a culture where I think if like they're like, hey, you guys live streaming the uh, the hanging? I'd be like, yeah, sure. I don't know. It sounds fun. I mean, I do feel like Trump is going to be like one of the first people to have ever died that is celebrated for like, it's very rare to have someone celebrated for their death. And Trump will be the like the first one that I can think of in my lifetime. Well, I mean, I definitely, you, you see, you know, I don't know if you saw this on, on the, you seen this, you seen this on the internet, uh, George W. Bush. Again, look, I didn't agree with everything he did. Okay. Some things. Yeah. I agree with the war in Iraq. That was great. War in Afghanistan. Awesome. The dude rocked. Um, but, but he's, he's back and he's like, Hey everybody, we gotta, we gotta be good. Okay. I'm bye now. And then, and now now like everyone like the, the the same people who like not that long ago were like he's got a bird in the Hague like all these fucking absolute yeah. like the people for whom politics are just nothing more than a wedge like device for their incessant need to be heard and nothing else means anything but now the fact that the, the people who hate Trump enough to elevate George W Bush a man whose death I look forward to celebrating. Yes. You know? And, like, this is the world we live in. Fucking people were celebrating his dumb... Like, they were, like, laughing at his paintings two years out when he was out of office. It doesn't... No one gives a shit, man. But I think this is actually going to be a lasting hatred. And it's nice. It's. I think this is pushing us towards a guillotine era that we as Americans have been deserved of for the last 50 years. And it's taken a while, but I think we're going to get there. Uh, for those just just tuning in, this is, of course, Fate of the Furious by mm. When Will It End, the film podcast. <sighs> Do you want me just to cut right now to the that clip again? I'm already going to use it yeah, as play the, the clip. song, and I'm putting it in earlier when you mention it. But... Yeah, then put it here, too. Yeah, this is <laughs> good. What brings you to Cuba? Same thing that brings everyone else to Cuba. Culture, people, beauty. Okay, we're back uh, okay. from the clip. I guess back from the clip. Uh it's so good. I just ran a I just ran a 5k. I'm going to I'm going to just give you uh some bullet points on what I don't like about this movie. Hit me up, my guy. So, from beginning to end, uh the colors are nuts. And I used to like sort of be like, "Hmm, I wonder if Justin is really like knows how to 
make things look good. But now I'm like, yes, he did. He, he did a great job making things look good. And fucking Juan, uh, wait, is Justin Lin and... It's it's Justin Lin, then James Wan does James uh, Seven, Wan. which of course we adore. And then this is F. Gray Gray, F. Gary Gray. F. Gary Gray. F. Yeah. Gary Gray. Um, uh, this looks... Well, I would say turns in a, a, works, a workmanlike movie. I, I like this movie a lot, but and yet it ha- I would say it is workmanlike. This looks like a Narnia movie. It's got that same like like CGI shininess to it that just like doesn't well, fit. This, Everything this is reminds so me bright. A lot of a Marvel movie. This is where we're getting into like it has a sort of weird dreariness to it. That's kind of strange given how over the top it is. That's it's like a weird mix of dreariness and the like, all the interior shots and then like a, a vibrant like the opening is beautiful. I was like, wow, this is a really strange movie and I think it would have worked if the director been like let's separate Havana because it's so beautiful because it has what the cars, the culture, the food, the people. Culture, people, beauty. Oh, Havana, unana. Havana, unana. But if like it had been like a Wizard of Oz moment, say like Havana is separate, we will then we'll be forced to leave because of the bastard child, which we don't learn about till later. But eventually this you're going to you see all this shining fucking beaches. You see these old, beautiful cars in perfect shape. That's going to change. But it doesn't. And the whole movie has this like shininess to it that I think really detracts from me taking it seriously. It looks really cheap in a bad way to me. Well, I, I hear what you're saying. I actually, I have so few complaints about this because in my mind, like th- compared to we, we, an observation that I made in the, I believe in the prior episode and, and like many of my observations, cutting top shelf, this is the kind of stuff that people love. Um, we, we were entering into the situation where um, I'm going to exclude the first three movies, which kind of exist in their own cloistered part of this bizarre franchise. Yeah. But four kind of weak, five incredibly strong, six kind of weak, seven incredibly strong. I think this threw that off by, in my mind, this is like six part two, but better. And I'm not just talking about my friend Luke Evans, who returns in this movie in a very limited capacity, I'll note. But I think this is like six in that you're kind of like, well, this feels redundant. This feels more of the same. But in reality, I think this this like really transcends that for a variety of reasons. One sec. Harry, get down. Get down. Harry. God damn it. Harry, get the fuck down. <laughs> Harry. Cool. You're kicked out of the recording studio. Oh, God. Harry. Harry, I'm rooting for you. What brings you to Cuba? And then it brings everyone else to Cuba. Culture, people, beauty. Okay. Um, I'm back, baby. Sorry, my cat was climbing all over my girlfriend's fucking makeup area. That's not cool, and man. That shit gets knocked over, and it, it's a, it, trust me, it's not good. No, I know. Cats are uh, quite mischievous. I don't, re- I don't know why They're I said that They're a regular uh, Owen Shaw. <laughs> yeah. To me, this is... This is uh, so it looked weird to me, but also, I mean, a part of that is there's way more CGI in this movie than any other, like I'd say all the Fast and the Furious movies combined. And I've talked about this before. What makes these movies so cool is that it's like a superhero movie, except they really try hard to make every car a real car if they can. And this to me felt like they didn't give a fuck anymore. They're, they're ready to save some money, get it all done by computers. And I don't know that the opening I, shit was I, I will all say that pretty the boring. Cars- 
the cars, like the very, like each car is tailor made to the personality of the driver. That shit did feel a little transformers in this. I didn't love that. Yeah. And that's not new for the franchise, but I, I didn't love that design choice. However, look, I guess my response to that would be that I think the personality of this movie is very real. I think I think Roman is so fucking good in this. He's so funny. Sure. The whole bit with him picking the Lambo is great. I love that whole run. I think that like I like the idea of the bifurcated plot line where we have, you know, Charlize Theron debating the meaning of reality itself with with Dom on like a mysterious aircraft while the rest of the gang does their scrappy, you know, investigating. I, I don't know. I, I I really enjoyed it. I, I don't. There's. I don't have a strong pitch for this being. I honestly do think this is the like in the top three. I think this is. I think five and seven have five as an accomplishment and seven emotionally. But I mean, this gave me everything I wanted. So hmm. I, I. I. I hear you. Visually speaking, not all of it landed, but like the moments where you know, and I talked about this many movies ago. But like we've gotten to the point where they're like at a fucking Russian nuclear sub base fighting Chechen rebels while ha- having a hack off while <laughs> Jason Statham yeah. infiltrates a spy ship. Like this is, this is come on. Yeah. I, I there's this, this flew by again for, for a two, a two sixteen. this one. That's very true. Yeah. Two sixteen. It, uh, it did flew fly by. by. I think that that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, and I, I remember this one six. I remember like nothing from, yeah, I, it came back to me last episode, but it's already gone again. But I'm, I'm just going to spend a little more time on how it looks because I feel like the best looking car shit in this movie was the dumb, like, pendulum, the wrecking ball. That was, like, for me, the most exhilarating moment of car in the movie, and it was pretty small and unimportant. Everything else, the New York shit was, like, so CGI'd. It looked like, it looked like, world, like world War Z with the zombies, like crawling all over each other the final stuff was like okay but 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 cgr cars on ice like i don't fucking give a shit you're not wrong but i'm saying okay the the bit in new york with the cgi cars i hear you it it looks it's the seams show a little bit there but at the same time we're talking about a sequence where zombie electric cars rain down from the heavens like magnolia but cars and then a fucking armor-clad Vin Diesel climbs over a mountain of ruined cars with a fucking massive, like, circular saw and yeah. a shield to, like... This shit fucks. It's so... Th- that shit looks so good. So that's the thing, is I-, I think it has good ideas, and it just resorted to a device that I find off-putting. Like, I'm watching this, and I want to be... It just feels it feels sloppy, too. I don't feel like the tension and the tightness that I did in the previous two movies or three movies back to five, like with the car chasing. Like we've, we've said over and over again that space is so important, whether you're talking about races or chases. It's all about the spaces. Oh, my God. That's I pretty just, good. Just fucking came up with that. It's good stuff. You yeah. walked into my trap here because I think there's a sequence involving space that's done impeccably well. There's two, actually. Well, I love being trapped, so tell me. The prison riot sequence, yes. I think, is very well plotted. Yes. I think even though, obviously, it's a bit of a clusterfuck visually, I love that we no. see the closing gate and we see the rock shoot underneath it and bounce off a thing and jump down the thing. Like, Dude. I think visually speaking, that story is told wonderfully. And yes. that's really cool. And then maybe the unexpected piece to resistance of the movie, the Jason Statham plane raid sequence yes. with the baby, I think is phenomenally well designed and shot. You know what uh, those two have in common? What at, Charles? Uh, no cars. The fuck dog. Jason Statham. 
And that's what I was getting to is Jason Statham is the fucking shining light of this movie for me. He is hilarious. He fucking is hamming it up the entire time and it works so well because this is what we've come to. We're in a movie where Jason Statham being the most British you could ever imagine, like saying his lines and having a mom that, oh my God, the whole thing is perfect. I'm very excited that Helen Mirren is fucking magical in this movie. I love, 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 love. We could like we're talking about stunt casting eight movies deep into a franchise. This is the shit. This is fucking it. show up with goddamn yeah. Helen Mirren or fuck off. You give her the only fuck word in the entire movie, and they're like, "This is still PG thirteen. We only got one of these to give around. What are we gonna do? Uh, we're gonna cut off a couple. Like Roman almost says motherfucker, and he almost says shit." And he's like play like cheesily like kids movie style cuts it off. They give Helen Mirren the fuck word and it rules and she's great. That whole side of the thing is so good. And I think they're the most like family oriented of the movie because like you try to believe that Dom's going to do all this shit for a bastard son that you don't know for a woman that he throws away. And like you really have to build up this like convincing hey, yourself he that he would care that respectfully threw away Elena. He respectfully <laughs> threw her away. And she consented. And then she got to meet the woman that she was thrown away for. So yeah. it's beautiful. Really cool. Really cool movie. This These movies are so fucking misogynistic. Oh, I don't think so. I think they're pretty above board. Hey, do you know what occurred to me? Um, uh, if Jason Buttigieg uh, divorced uh, Pete Buttigieg and married Jason Statham, he'd be Jason Statham. That, that'd be cool. All right. That's our time yeah. today. Next week, Hobson Shaw. <laughs> I'm the fuck king, and that's the shit dog. But no, I'm excited, though. I'm excited for Hobbs and Shaw. After watching this, uh, the Hobbs and Shaw moments in prison, like them fighting were really great. Their little fucking making fun of each other and calling each other names was uh, like immature but fun. Um, I... I don't know. This is it's it's like this is weird when we're when I'm looking forward to a spinoff and sort of like that's what this franchise is so big now that a spinoff might actually be small enough again that I'm back on board. But Charles, if you'll permit me to interrupt your incoherent ramblings, we you have touched on a really crucial part of the 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 expansion and the struggles of franchise life. Okay, so um, as many know, um, this is the movie where things in the familia getting a little tense, okay? And so, you know, I, I wonder a lot about this franchise. You know, obviously, you know, they got their own spinoff, but the Statham Rock connection starts to, in this movie, this is the beginning of the, the, the end of the Vin Rock, whatever good graces they had prior to this film, disappeared. So on August 8th, 2016, and big thanks to VanityFair.com for this article, The Rock and Vin Diesel's Candy Ass Feud, a comprehensive timeline by Kenzie Bryant. Kenzie, you're doing God's work. Yeah. Okay, so on August 8th, 2016, uh, while still filming this movie, The Rock went on Instagram and said, use the hashtag, and this is a little uh, listeners at home, you might want to put on your Thunderwear. Um, he hashtagged the post, zero tolerance for candy asses. What? According to his caption, some male co-stars conduct themselves as true as stand-up men and true professionals, while others don't. The ones that don't are too chicken shit to do anything about it anyway candy asses when you watch this april next when you watch this movie next april excuse me and it seems like i'm not acting in some of these scenes and my blood is legit boiling you're right wait wow first of all can we, can we back up yeah what's a candy what's a candy ass it means like big man ass is like mm, big hunk of beef big strong beef hunk butt so you want to lick that but a little baby girl man oh okay so you it's not like you want to lick that ass 
like a candy ass. Like, no, it's I, bad candy. Re- it's bad candy. It's like unhealthy candy. I would fucking so okay. Okay, so it's bad for you. So it's like a weak, a weak ass, a sugar ass. So so this this was a little unclear. Yeah, what's he talking about? Obviously, at the time, and again, 2016, a different time. This was before Little Man Drumpf's small hands. This was when Obama was still president. It was good then. So wait, he he posted this without mentioning names, right? Okay, which led Tyrese Gibson to respond in a, a then a later deleted post. Does any of us know why Bro decided to jump out there with his post? No. And again, this is E online. A big thanks, of course, to Zach Seemayer for this article. Uh, again, I wish I'm a journalist myself, award winning, maybe. Yeah, definitely. I wish I could cover stuff like this. Um, does, does any of us know why bro decided to jump out there with his post? No. Would one assume that if he's going to jump out there and generalize and say male co-stars, he would be more clear and call out names. Of course he should have. Let me calm you guys all the way down. I don't know who he has a problem with, and I don't have any details of what those problems are. As a matter of fact, if I did know, I would tell you shit. Wait, what? Um, I'm personally not doing this so for he did one of those things? Or in movies, they're like, I don't know, but even if I did know, I wouldn't tell you. Yeah, it's a whole... Well, hold on. No, he was saying he would know. So He would tell you shit. So, and it's confusing. Okay, this is a very long post. Um, let me get to the good part here. Uh, I'm personally not doing this for anyone but my brother Paul Walker, said Gibson in the same post. This franchise is not about and has hashtag never been about any of us individually. It's about the hashtag fast family, <laughs> the tribe. Wait, he hashtag never? Yeah. I love this franchise and all of the hardworking past and present crews that have contributed to one of the most to one of the biggest multi-ethnic capital M capital E franchise films in the history of cinema. The creative team of executive on all levels. This is a great post. I think Dwayne, aka DJ, happens to be one of the most humble, down to earth. Okay, yada yada yada. Um, so basically, Gibson's like, look, this shit sucks. This is all about Paul. What's going on? So two days later, after an alleged secret meeting, according to TMZ, there was there's some sort of secret meeting. So The Rock posts again two days later, family is going to have differences of opinion and fundamental core beliefs. To me, conflict can be a good thing when it's followed by general resolution, the greater good. I was raised on healthy conflict and welcome it. Like any family, we get better from it. So um, to make a long story short, by August 19th, when filming was officially over, the Rock thanked almost everyone by name, and this is not a deleted post, from F. Gary Gray to his excitement about the next film he worked on, Jumanji. Uh, the Rock thanked everyone except for Vin Diesel. Wow. What does that yeah. mean? So then in September, Michelle Rodriguez confirms the feud. Any human being knows what men are like, knows to stay out of those situations and let them figure it out, she told people at a Call of Duty event. Wow. Society is fucking, <laughs> I love reading this shit, being like, oh yeah, the, the big scoop at the Call of Duty event. Um, anyway, hey, uh, so. Michelle, uh, if, if these, if the Fast, the Furious Versus taught me anything, it's taught me what men are like. And I, I know that you're there too. So I know what's going on back there. Yeah. These big boys. They're so big. Okay, so actually Diesel put his finger on that. The, the following April, April 2017, as the push around the film begins in earnest, um, the press push, this is Vin. I don't think the world really realizes how close we are in a weird way. I think some things may be blown out of proportion. I don't think that that was his intention. I know he appreciates how much I work this franchise. In my house, he's Uncle Dwayne. It's not always easy being an alpha, and it's two alphas. Being an alpha is sometimes a pain in the butt. Mm. Huh. 
Hmm. I like that he gets to be uncle in this family. Yeah. And he doubled down on that two days later uh, on the red carpet for Fast 8. Yeah. At my house, he's Uncle Dwayne, and I'm proud of that. <laughs> wow. But so, yes, like we're, we're at that point where, like, the, this offstage stuff is now making a big impact. Like, in this movie, it is very obvious that they are not in the same room at any point. It's it's, it's certainly watching it with that knowledge. It's very funny because you're like, oh, yeah, these people are not clearly they're they're working around so much in this hmm so do you think that's why this movie separated venon and the rock to begin with oh 100 100 percent. yeah huh yeah i think they're like if, we can't that dynamic is is over and that they had to just move on yeah it's, it's, it's interesting so this sort of brings you to the inclusion of jason as a part of uh the, the family and you sort of mentioned it while, while we were watching it through text like uh the guy that is now on the team killed Han, the greatest member of the group. Mm. And they're just like treating him like he's fine just because he has a brother that all like, but this is where this movie, these movies start to like jump. the. This has already jumped the shark. This is doing something else. This is like so devoted to this idea of family that it is warping the actual idea of family to just like tie up loose ends, create character arcs where they shouldn't be. Like, they don't really know what to do anymore other than assemble the team. That's all this franchise has. And the team, once Brian, like, is off with Mia, like the team doesn't exist anymore, and they really should just do something else. Okay, now I'm reading that maybe the announcement of Hobbs and Shaw was one of the reasons why Diesel is being an asshole to, to, to The Rock. Okay, interesting. So you were just reading something while I was... No, I'm, I'm. Oh my god, I'm engaging with your content. So I'm trying to, do, to so produce I, new content. Okay, please don't right. be do like this. T- do you want to keep talking about this? It would TM's- suck if we had a fundamental difference in philosophies and how we approach podcasting and collaborating. <laughs> Tomorrow on that's Instagram, a, that's the Rock talking about Vin the Diesel. Official WWIE podcast posts. <laughs> one of us is a candy ass. <laughs> I'm not going to name names, but one of the two male host is a real piece of shit he should go fuck himself suck his own dick uh, man i wish i could suck Forever. my own dick that'd be fucking crazy yeah uh it's it's uh it, we've all thought about it yeah have you ever had a dream where you sucked your own dick that's a good question i mean probably at some point i've had a lot of dreams about dick sucking so. it was one of those dreams where like it's it was so vivid i don't know if you've ever had one of those dreams where like you wake up and you think throughout the day that the thing that you dreamed about happened or like you're worried about what happened in your dream as though it was a real thing yeah. Yeah, I woke up and I was like, wow, I sucked my own dick yesterday. That was fucking awesome. And then I tried it again. It really didn't work. I'm like, fuck, how did I do that? I spent hours. It's good to get a, th- like a little insight into what your life is like off pod. Yeah, it's a cool life. It's very cool. Yeah. I think that's something we can all relate to. So have you seen uh, many uh, uh, F. Gary Gray movies? I've seen a few of them. No. I was going to ask you, do you think that's... He did the, Ita- the, the Italian job. Yeah, he did do the Italian job. I, I have seen that, which it wasn't very good. Oh, The Negotiator. No way. And Friday, of course. He did Friday. Yeah, he did, that's, you know, he did that's big. Men in Black, the new Men in Black. That's a, that's a great joint? Yeah. Wow. Has anyone... I, I, I kind of want to see it, just because like, it, seems, it seems like impossible that it's not like terrible. It's, it's, uh, I, I, I seen it. I seen it. It's not good. It's not bad though. We talked about it on the podcast. It's like, it's so, it's just like air. It's like, it's like shooting cheese whiz, the empty cheese whiz canister. Like, there's nothing bad about it. It sort of tastes like cheese whiz. But Hold on. Cheese air can be pretty delightful. That's what I'm saying. Like, you read cheese it, air? It's, it's, it's not terrible. And it has the promise. You think it's cheese sometimes, but 
uh, it's it, I like I honestly have no memory of it other than uh, that little the little alien the little alien. Well, I haven't seen it, so I don't know what the fuck you're talking He's about. He's in all the trailers. Charles, at that point in the podcast, I didn't. It's not my job to know everything about everything. So, okay? yeah, it's it's that time in the Jesus podcast. Jesus Christ! Are you going to ask me? Or you want me to ask you? I can see. I can see. I'm going to ask you. I can see where this is going. I'm going to go ahead and ask you this, my friend Charlie's. Um, are you at this point now that we've watched eight Fast and Furious movies, and you have already, I will add, uh, in a, the prior episode, uh, already said that you are out, so to speak? Yeah. Are you still asking when will it end after a movie you just told me you thought was one of the worst in the franchise? So this to me is I don't even really consider this to be a a fast movie. This is like in the same way that a lot of people thought of his Jaws 4 was no longer a Jaws movie, even though I think it really is like this to me feels same family, same family. Come on, that's part of the Jaws world. That's the same family. The sharks hate those fucking guys. Uh, Jaws four. That's the friggin' That's the that's the goddamn. It's the 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 family. The 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 the, the drinking man. You you got it with the gun. What's his name? Quill. Kevin. I don't know. I don't fucking know. Um, Colby. This feels very different, and not in a cool way. Not like in a Shrek two to Shrek the third. Like, oh wow, this is fresh. This is new. This is different. This is like somebody like that doesn't really understand what people like about the Fast Saga like took over like whoever this Gary Gary is I'm just going to call him Gary Gary it's funnier um yeah he he doesn't get it like CGI is not what I want and he fucking CGI'd the fuck out of this movie uh first of all I didn't bring this up yet but the lack of a compelling bad guy fight like there's what the last three movies all had were really great fighters taking on the role of villains like we had people from the raid people from Ong Bak, we had Ronda Rousey, we had Haywire Lady, we had all these cool people that actually knew how to fight so that our heroes could get into some fucking fisticuffs against someone that actually knows something. And we had, like, it was fun to watch Jason Statham and The Rock beat their way out of prisons, like, beating up lots of people. But I was missing, like, a nice, like, boss fight. And I didn't get it. Well, I kind of, what I thought was interesting about this movie, especially considering that, is that, like, I like that they tried to do a thing where we don't really know what Dom is doing or why, you know, we only realize that he's doing what he's doing. Like, I like that she shows him something. We're like, why is he doing this? What could possibly compel Dom to betray family? And we're like, oh, he's not betraying family. Technically, he's being even more loyal to family by betraying other strata of family. I, I liked the bifurcated nature of the film. I like this like larger conversation about who Dom is and why he does what he does and, and, and the more traditional approach on the ground and i thought this was like this movie was about dom and, and in a way his the ambiguity of his decision making becomes more important than the the classic villain situation so here's again i love that because i agreed much in the same way that certain things like the promise of these storylines really great idea except they try to have it both ways like cyphers constantly being like i have your family locked up so you should abandon your family and be free. She like she gives that whole speech about how like don't you want to live a quarter of a mile at a time, all the time, while she has her his hostage like her son hostage. I don't think they can do both. I hear you. Look, this is definitely like a bloated big. I mean, it's it's cartoonishly 
large at this point. Like for me, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm watching this from the vantage point of like a lonely, broken man dealing with a very horrible situation of just being alive every day. But I don't know. I, I guess I, I don't really have a great argument to, to I, no, I probably I, can't convince you to love this movie. I don't think I can. And it's fine. I'm not trying to. You never, you won't. No, that's fine. And that's cool. I guess I would say, Gosh, you know, why people come to the, the fate of the furious, the people, the people, the culture, culture, culture. Yeah. the hot mm-hmm. dogs, the food. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to me, this undoes ever like literally undoes everything that this movie has been working. These whole series has been working up to up until this point. And I sort of wish it didn't exist. I think what it does is fun in a lot of ways, but ultimately it like, I've been talking this whole time about how I'm since five, I've been so excited that it understands how to make something so big, but keep me grounded in what's so small. And for me, this had none of that smallness that like made me realize that these characters had arcs and stories. I didn't get any of the cake. I've had so much cake this series. This movie had no cake for me. Uh, I am going to, I'm out again. This is, I, I predicted this last week. I knew that I was like this seven was this very special moment. And this is like, has too much going on. This, this is where I think we finally reached a prolapsed, uh, rec, pro, pro, the prolapsed, prolapsed, pro, Jesus, the prolapsed rectum. Why do you got to make this about prolapsed rectums? I don't understand how, what role does that play in this conversation? Well, I think the furious, the fast and the furious movies have like accumulated so much shit that it, the rectum is finally exploded. It's now out there. So you're saying that it's overextended itself, and now what what began as like a fun fetish has now become a serious, uh, serious problem, health question. Yeah, yeah. So I'm asking. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm I'm not asking one. I'm not. I'm not asking one. I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed everything about it. It was fun to watch. It it provided a. I don't know. I like the the vague whodunit thing about it. I like seeing Dom's <laughs> plan at the very end. I like seeing Dom. No matter how stupid it is, I like seeing Dom struggle with this like uh, absolutely unthinkable nightmare. I, Charlize Theron is so good in this. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I. I. I just. I. I look at this. And I just see like a a fun big dumb movie. And yeah. And you know, I miss Han. I miss Paul. I miss. There's so many things that I miss. Yeah. You know. But I think that's what the other movies did a good job of making me miss the characters while also like reminding me why I miss them and having people like having a story that took into account the missing and this just made me miss them because i'm like fuck i i want a cool person to ground this movie for me but i i just think ultimately i've said it i said it before but the biggest problem was that it tried to do two things at once and it didn't do either like at the end they just like all welcome dom back while still thinking he's so either they would have known about the meeting between uh statham's mother and dom and all would have been like oh he's actually on our side but they don't but then they all bring it up at the end. Like, this is, it's a convoluted mess that was made by people that just wanted a paycheck. I feel like it, it had no heart, had no soul, had no culture, culture had people. no people, had no food. That's so stupid. That's not wrong. No heart, no soul. That's so bullshit. The Rock is great in this. Statham is great in this. Charlize Theron is great in this. We get our beloved Roman crack and wise uh, and hating women, and it's so funny. And it was great. They fucking call him out on it, finally. Oh, finally. Um, such a girl boss moment yeah. in this when Ramsey's like, you guys don't even know my name. Fuck you. Yeah, really great. I'm stoked. And being, everyone complains about Hobbs and Shaw, who I know in my, my nerd circle, and I'm looking forward to that. I, I'm, I'm heartbroken we're not talking about Fast 9 right now. I haven't. You've said you have not spoken highly of it. Uh, I remember liking it more than most people did. I thought it was fun. 
And I, I sort of like, especially, I'm, I feel like I'm going to be like bathing in a bathtub full of Kool-Aid while I'm watching. Is that, that doesn't, I don't know if that's really. What's good about Fast 8 Fate of the Furious is that at one point after everyone makes fun of Roman for picking the most ostentatious possible vehicle to take on a mission where they're invading an ice sub in, in Russia. Um, the car, of course, is easily targeted because it's, it's neon orange by the bad guys with their machine guns. And someone fires a fucking rocket at him or something, and and, the, and they're on, of course, a frozen lake with a nuclear sub sure. underneath it. It's classic stuff. And he's sinking into the water, and it's bad. And so Tej shoots a harpoon gun, uh, a lot of harpoon guns in this movie, and uh, it goes <laughs> into the door. And he's like, Roman, hold on to the door. And you're like, oh, how's Roman getting out of this scrape? And Roman bursts out of a frozen lake under machine gun fire, uh, surfing on a door while a theme song plays, and then (laughs) leaps off the thing, goes, I'm fucking sick of this fucking bullshit, and then kills like 18 people with a pistol and goes, fuck yeah. And you're like, yeah, this movie is what Josh wants. We are. mm, We're getting the whole servant of it. This is my closing argument. You can tell that Gary Gary doesn't understand the series because Dom is working in the cold. And you know what? Whether it's a nuclear holocaust or the death of his bastard child, neither of those things are more important than him still being able to wear a tank top. Uh, I don't think. Well, hold on. This is a, this is another Chris Morgan joint. Yeah. So this, I don't. I'm not going to put the blame on Gary. You try to find black men to single out and and humiliate in public. I'm. Oh, I like to think God. of myself as a friend to all people. Every and, episode, uh, it's either I'm an anti-Semite or a racist. Well, th- because you are perpetually those things. I'm trying to find the Dom Toretto cold quote. Yeah, it's from, I don't remember what movie it's from. It doesn't matter. It's delightful and it I makes sense. I don't do cold. Yeah. It's, it's fucking. It's yuck. Uh, dude, we haven't we didn't even fucking mentioned the terrible little nobody. That guy sucked. His acting sucked. Like, there's so many bummers in this movie, Hold on, man. Jeff Actorman? Yeah. That, that movie, that role is played by the great Jeff Actorman. He was born to be an actor. Uh, Kurt Russell is boring. You're missing missing the point. You're so fucking stupid. It's crazy. The whole point of Little Nobody is not about his character being great. It's about, you know, we've seen this archetype, and now everyone gets to chuckle and toy with this archetype from Kurt Russell to Tyrese Gibson. I mean, he's just, they're they're throwing up a softball for the lads to have a go at. That's the point. We're not going to love Jeff Ackerman's performance as a guy named Little Nobody. The point is that everyone takes a fat shit on him for being a little dip fuck. And it's fun. Do you think that's the unnamed spinoff coming out? Is is the Little Nobody Nobody spinoff? Coming out uh, yeah, twenty twenty three. Because I I love the relation the the dynamic between Kurt Russell and his lackey, where he's like, "Huh, you're so fucking dumb." I love the I love it where he's like, "I'm trying to fucking teach this guy a thing or two. He's fucking dumb as fuck." All right, I I, I would I I know that we're like, he's a chode. They they wrote him to be a chode. You're complaining that they they accurately played a chode. I don't think he did. But whatever, I'm. I'm he did. I, I'm looking forward to keep watching these. I I didn't say I didn't enjoy this movie. I'm just saying I have to take, like, Josh, if I just said I liked it, there would be no podcast. I have to fucking look at this like a scientist would. You have to trust your scientists. No, you don't. We can we can just talk about, can I tell you what I wanted to talk about from the beginning of the episode? Yeah. Um, you know, everyone makes a point of saying sneaked instead of snuck, because as, as a society, we've all, like, agreed that snuck is not right for some reason. Who cares? You know what they mean. I've never heard this. I, I grew up thinking snuck was a word, like many people did. Wait, but is no, snuck not snuck a word? is not a word. What the fuck? Are you learning this right now? Yeah. Snuck is not a word. Oh, come on. It's a fucking word. 
there's great debate. It's informal North American no, no, I'm not, past participle. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying even if you're right, it doesn't fucking matter because, yeah, people understand me when I say snuck. I told, I said snuck today. How'd it feel? Fucking great, dude. Felt like, felt like I was like hugging Dom after he blew up a car and after the end mm. of the race. It felt so fucking good. That's a good feeling. I think we should make a prediction. We're going to have to wait a year, but I think we should predict. Oh, wait, no, the trailers already came out. We saw them. Fuck. Never mind. Fuck. That was a dumb idea. Let's give MVPs. Let's just give MVPs. I don't care anymore. Look, hold on. Let's let's say for a minute you, that you hate this movie. It's so bad. Oh, cry, 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 cry. Um, why would you not think nine is going to be awesome based on the track record of, of these movies? Yeah. No, that's that's I almost actually said I'm not asking when will it end because uh, this is doing the Star Trek thing where every other movie is great. Three, five, and seven have easily been highlights of, you know, five. I, 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 yeah, say, I was thinking about the ranking, and uh, I would say for right now it's seven, five, two, but that doesn't really count. Seven, five, two, three is like what I got right now is my top four. By the way, I've been looking at rankings of the series from other people. Fast, too fast, too furious gets dunked on all the, the time. I know. Yeah, Jesse, our other guest in the last episode, he was like, why did you guys like too fast too furious so much i was like uh if you listen to the episode and are still asking that question just fucking listen to the episode again you idiot because we tell you why we love it so much because it's a fucking amazing movie yeah you dumb fuck just listen to the fucking podcast you piece of shit it's not fucking complicated That's what everyone Holy fuck. everyone keeps asking me about movies and i don't even talk to them anymore i just say listen to the fucking cast you know charles people have been asking me you got opinions about movies and i'm thinking yeah, I've got opinions about movies, and you can hear them on When Will It End podcast starring Rex and the Fuck Dog. <laughs> All right, so I'm giving my MVP. Okay. And this is a hard choice. It is, honestly, in a movie with a cartoonishly large cast, it is pretty hard. I have my pick. So, if for me, I'm going to tell you it's between three people. Oh, come on. It's, and this, I haven't even figured it out yet. Pick it's, a side. I got Cypher on my mind. I got, uh, what's her name's uh, Statham's mom on my mind, and I got, and here's I just pick I figured it out. I'm going with Letty. Letty uh, was doing her best. She had a great fight scene. She had to carry the weight that Dom like tried to cry out of his two little eyes at the same time. Like she was the one that was most affected by all this. I felt like, and she was the journey that I feel like was. If there was a heart to this movie, it was Letty. Like trying to convince herself over and over again that Dom couldn't do this. And I think a better movie would have played with that more, but given what she had to go with, she did great. And Letty's, uh, Letty's my MVP for, for a fate. Oh, you've settled. That's good. Good stuff. Um, mine's a two way tie. You can do that. I don't think you can do that. Uh, you let's it's COVID baby. We can do whatever we want. All Who right. Cares? Cool. COVID. What? Oh, you want to hear my two? The the tie? No, um, I want you to sing I, I think, that little okay, COVID the, song again. COVID. So beautiful. What brought you to COVID? What brings everybody to COVID? The Culture, people. The COVID. The COVID. The COVID. Um, uh, okay, so two-way tie. This movie, these kind of movies rely on, they rely maybe more than any other movies we've ever watched on a, a, a little key performances showing up to just look sure people think in a baseball it's all about hitting the home run it's actually about getting on base okay 
So, you know, if you're, if, if, if you're on base percentage, you know, that is a bigger, that's honestly way more important than a home run. Cause if you're getting singles, you're getting walks. If, if you're working it to, to be a productive player, maybe it's not worth uh, some slugger who's only going to hit a home run once in a while. And, and, you know, I don't know. You get the point I'm trying to make here. I think, uh, Kurt Russell in this movie. Wow. Is it's just, it's all jazz with Kurt baby. He just shows up to be like, look, we're fucking, we're making a dang old movie. And I'm Kurt Russell and baby, we make the movies. And that is his attitude the whole time. And it's awesome. And I think that that is such a little burst of, of like light in this movie that it's so, you can't tie down a Kurt Russell. I love that pick. I think that really encapsulates the essence of this movie is that even though Kurt Russell is much better in the last movie, I think he is... Uh, yeah, he's perfect in this movie. He exactly encapsulates what this movie's all about, which is showing in, just fucking around, having a great time, laughing at your dumb coworker. Right. And he shares that award with someone who, again, I haven't heard you say word one about this person in this podcast. So I guess once again, I'll be a champion for women. And I'll say that uh, I think Charlize Theron deserves a huge amount of credit. She's an Oscar award-winning actress. By the way, Helen Mirren, and (laughs) this is a double Oscar movie, which is so funny. Two Oscar award winners in this movie. Um, I don't know. Now I think Helen, okay, three-way tie. Mirren and and, and Theron are so good. Just because, like, one, Mirren is just, like, one of the most instantly interesting people in the universe. And and you can truly watch her do anything. Her intros for the Documentary Now series are, like just captivating like anything she has is captivating but throne comes into this movie way overqualified she's probably the most overqualified villain of the entire franchise to this point they're setting her up for a return in the next movie i don't understand for a minute what exactly her point was as a character but she just is so dialed in to exactly the kind of archetypal bad guy that these movies need to succeed and we talked a lot about how the difference between five six and seven is that two of those movies have villains that are really fun and then luke evans kind of doesn't really bring it in six in the same way yeah and in this movie i think she is just so well equipped for this challenge of being interesting and distinct over eight movies and the fact that her more so than the script it's one of the most interesting things that I walked away from this with. Like, I don't, again, the, sorry, Chris Morgan. These are movies are very silly, but she's great. <laughs> I, I just found her captivating. She so was, she was really I just, great. I, I, look, I, I hear you. This is a bloated, weird exercise that comes. It's so unnecessary. It, it, we live in a world now where the train has just left the station on this and they'll make these movies for the rest of time. I just had a nice ride with this and, and it's silly and big and dumb. And, you know, aren't we all Charles? Kind of a fate of the furious. You ever think about that? I haven't thought about that. Mm-hmm. Can you, what do you, what is that? Let me what is answer that? your question with a question. Okay. What brought you to fast and the furious? Um, maybe it's the people, mm. the culture. Yeah. Yeah. The cars. I love those cars. <laughs> God, I love those cars so goddamn much. Maybe the real fastness and the real furiousness was the friends we made in the movies along the way. Wow. Hmm. Damn. Yeah. That's pretty smart what I said. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Okay, next week on the pod, Hobbs and Shaw. Charles, you're Shaw and I'm Hobbs in this relationship, I feel like. I would hope so. I, I got that bad boy swagger. I sometimes talk in a British accent when I don't think anyone's listening. Yeah. Yeah, like on a like a podcast record. You're like, yeah. this is a great time to bust that out. 
Yeah, all fucking you digging through that concrete. Better knock look next time. You big, you got a big head, tiny. What did he say? You have a tiny. You got a big mouth on that tiny head, do you? Right. Come at me. <laughs> Yeah, I think I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, ye